the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and it's just so great to be back with you again today. Uh, we're going to be talking about failure. And uh, a friend of mine who posts uh, quite often, he's a keynote speaker, and I've been trying to get him on the show. I'm not going to mention his name and until he gets on here. He just needs to get on here with me. But um, he's canceled once because of some reason. I'm sure it was a good one. But I'm uh, ribbing him a little bit in case he's watching or listening that hopefully he'll um, connect with me and, and he'll get to get on this show because I think we would all be blessed by him being on the show. Anyway... <clears throat> He posted today, and it was funny because I was praying, and it, it, this happens a lot uh, between him and I, is uh, we're parallel. And it's no coincidence. It's God in action. Uh, you know, he has a message, and he wants to get it out, and so uh, that's how he does it. He uses people. And right now, he's using me. So I feel blessed to be in that position. Um, but failure. And failure is a big deal, isn't it? It it, it can be a big deal. Um when he wrote it, he said, uh, you know, let me know when you have failed, um, what you learned from it, you know, connect with me here. And then in another post, he talked about um, failure is not an option. You know, have you ever heard that? And he put it in bold. Um, and in some cases, I would say we have to have the mindset that failure is not an option because we don't want to we don't want to quit too soon. We want to stay in there. And failure and quitting is just not an option. Uh, and what was brought to to mind um, from a dear friend was uh, Apollo 13 and how those people weren't going to make it back if they didn't all just focus on, you know, it, it's not an option. We cannot stop their quitting is not an option and failure is not an option. And in that case, the mindset needs to be that. In some cases, though, we fail, we fall short. And uh, what we do with that is sometimes people just get knocked down so hard that they don't know how to get back up again. And then there's those that uh, take take that and learn from it. Um, something I wrote, because I, I commented on his post about failure is not an option and, and so on, and I put, uh, failure and not quitting gives us another opportunity to succeed with the added benefit of experience. And I thought that just came like right, boom, just like that, because for me personally, I failed many times. I have fallen short many times. And the difference is, is not getting back up and getting back on. If, for instance, the horse accident, you know, I got knocked off the horse, shattered my leg, very scary, Take took a long time to get back. Uh, there was a lot of what ifs and uh, will I ever again do this or that or whatever. And it was it was a very unsettling time and a... Um, 
a concern time, but in my mind I was saying I'm getting better every day, even though my body was not saying that, I believed it in my mind, and I had faith that I was getting better every day. So I have gotten back. I have uh, got back on a horse, but it was in the ocean because I didn't have far to fall. Plus, it was a dream I had to to swim in the ocean with a horse, and I did that in Jamaica. And that was an amazing, amazing experience. And then my girlfriend, Catherine, in uh, Nashville, she has two horses, and she invited me. And I have to tell you, she doesn't even know how how afraid I was to get on that horse, but she was very, um, you know, um, at peace at, with it and calming. And she said, come on, you know, and I got back on that horse. She goes, do you want to trot? Do you want to gallop? And I did all those things and boy, was I scared, but I did it. And the point of that is not that I did it, but that I, I made the decision that I wasn't going to let this keep me down, that I was going to get back up and get back on. And with the lessons that I'd learned previous, I learned what maybe not to do. And so with that, it's very interesting because I looked up failure, the word failure in the Bible. And you know, there is no, that word is not in the Bible. Failure is not in the Bible. Bible Gateway says zero. Now, I didn't look up failed in defense because I just noticed a scripture that I have here and it says something about failed. But what I notice is, okay, what is another word other than failure. And I came up with a couple of other words and everything I came up with, it was showing how we had victory because of our beliefs in the Lord, that we had victory over whatever that was defeated, being defeated. That was the word I looked up defeat. And every time I read a scripture about defeated, it was saying that the person that has the Lord defeated whatever did not have the Lord. And I thought that was really eye opening to me. And uh, my my bookkeeper, Kim, and my assistant, Cynthia, we all were searching. And I said, isn't this interesting? We're all having Bible study uh, in our in our office at Ecola because I thought it was very interesting uh, of the discoveries that I found when I did this search. So then we, we came up with other words for failure and uh, we came up with sin. Now. I will t- wrong. I, I came up with wrong because, uh, you know, failure uh, could be like wrong. OK, we, something went wrong and that came up 133 times. But then sin, we looked up sin because what is sin? You know, we all fall short of the glory of God is a scripture in the Bible. We all fall short and of the glory of God. And how do we fall short? Because we, we get into sin. You know, we have a sin nature. And so with that. I looked at this and I went 1,364 times is sin mentioned in the Bible. And when I looked up sin, um, I have some scriptures here with with the word sin. Uh, it's when we we fall short. And could it mean that we failed? You know, if we say, well, I never want to cuss. It's a, it's a minor one, but could be major. Um, I never want to cuss. And then we slip. OK, uh, did we fail? with our goal of not cussing. Yes, we did. The good part of this is that God has grace and he forgives us when we sin. And that's where the victory comes in, isn't it? We're not defeated. We don't have to stay as a failure that we've failed because we are forgiven. And it's a a wonderful thing to, to understand that because wherever we are in our lives, wherever you are right now, you know, we can get better. We can strive for better. 
Does it mean that we're not going to mess up? No. You know, we're, we're a work in progress, aren't we? We're a work in progress. We're going to fall short. Just know that. Just know that and give yourself that grace right now that you will fall short. It doesn't mean that you're not going to strive for better. It just means there's going to be times when you're not going to measure up. And it's okay because God says we're all going to fall short of the glory of God. But it doesn't mean that we can't strive and that we shouldn't strive because we should be uh, working towards doing no wrong. The other word that I looked up was transgression. That's another one. So I'm going to give you some scriptures here that, that kind of help us with this. And I want us to, if we can, just think about what's going on in our lives right now. And if we ask ourselves, how much of this is within our control? Because sometimes, for instance, marriage, you know, we, we can't control another person. We can't control what they think, how they act, how they respond, you know, what their next turn is going to be, what the next word out of their mouth is going to be. We can't control that person. So if a marriage fails, we can't, like, like we say, oh, our marriage failed. Yes, it did. There were two people in the marriage. Does that mean each person failed? Well, if they got married for life and then ended up not being married for life, then I would say, yes, we did not accomplish that goal that we set out to accomplish. But then we have to drive, uh, drive in deeper, don't we? We have to figure out, okay, what part did I play in the failure of this marriage? What part did I play in this failure of this sister relationship? What part did I pay in any relationship we're in? What part did I play? So if we have, there's no other people involved and we failed in something, because whether it's your job, let's say we fail in a position that we've been promoted to or whatnot, and we just didn't measure up, or we took a risk and we put money into something and that money didn't end up doubling or tripling or doing what it was supposed to do. We failed in that transaction. Did we have total control? We had control over our decision-making. We had control over, do we put the money there or should we get more education? Should we think about the pros and cons? And maybe, uh, you know, based on that information, we decide maybe not to put our money into that person, that dream or whatever. Maybe investment, whatever it is. We will fail. The difference is, as I wrote, it's not quitting. If we do something and it doesn't work, such as marriage, we got married, we did the best we could, we've learned from that. Do we stay there or do we move forward? And in the forward movement, what are we going to do differently so we don't have the same things happen in the next one? I've said to people before that, you know, no matter what relationship you're in, you know, you can focus on you. You can't, you can't really change somebody else. Is that correct? Yes. We can't change another person. We can only work on us. And when we do that and we go into other relationships, hopefully we're not going to take the same person that we had in that last relationship. Your relationship and your person is going to be better because you've taken the lessons and that experience. You have the added benefit of the experience from the last situation you were in. So that is hope. And it is faith because we're having faith that we're going to be better next time because we're going to learn the lessons we need to learn so we can move forward in a better situation than we had before. 
So then if you look at that and you say, oh, yeah, I failed. Yes. Okay. But now what? What do we do with that? When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. We all have our own ideas, don't we, of sin and righteousness and judgment. We have our own ideas. They will do no wrong. They will tell no lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. Is that the goal in your life, to be that type of person? Do you want to be the type of person that is living like Christ? For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. In failures, when I look at it, you know, you can look at this too in your life is, um, you know, if you look at the failures or you look at the disappointments or you feel defeated, maybe even right now, if you evaluate what's going on and really be honest and take a pen and paper out and write down, you know, your feelings, your thoughts currently, like where you are right now. And then ask yourself, what are the lessons that you've learned or that you're learning right now? Because sometimes these lessons take a little longer. So what are the lessons you're learning? Because if we learn from it and we take that experience forward, that's a benefit that everyone is going to glean from because hopefully we're better than we were yesterday. We're better than we were the last failure that we had or the last, you know, you fall down, you get back up again. What did you learn from that? I look at the little ones that I have that my grandkids looking at them crawling and learning how to walk, using a spoon, uh, learning how to talk, you know, and do they get it right first time? No, you know, they take steps and fall down. They, you know, they crawl and they're trying to figure it out. They try to climb and they just don't make it right. But they learn from not getting there and not doing it right they learn from that and the next time or getting in the pool and you know learning how to hold their breath close their mouth and hold their breath and close their eyes so they don't get water in their eyes just so simple lessons that they learn it's amazing to see things through those little ones eyes and to see the experiences of the learning and the amount that they learn could you imagine adults learning at the same pace as those children do it's crazy how much they learn in a very short period of time i watched my little montana she's 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 growing up so fast way too fast but her language is just every single word she repeats it and she'll say it over until it sounds right you know, uh, being a frog or, or what does a cow say? And, and just listening to the sounds and how she pronounces things and learning how to do her rolling of her tongue or, you know, just the different sounds. It's just amazing to see the learning and to see the failures and then the successes just based on the failures. And they seem minor, don't they? It, it sounds so little and so minor, but they're not. And as we grow, you know, the lessons are bigger and maybe the steps, you know, the the fall is harder as you get older. You know, you fall down and it hurts more, doesn't it? And sometimes we're thinking, gosh, we should be past this lesson. We should be moving forward in this lesson, but we're still finding that we're learning. And that's not a bad thing to learn. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. If you're doing wrong, you have the choice of continuing down that way or 
making a difference. And this is talking about sin. Um, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It's discussing, uh, this is 1 Corinthians, and it's talking about love. And we don't dishonor others. We're not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Um, Are we loving? Sometimes I'll hear people say that, you know, um, they said something um, that hurt their feelings. And then I'll ask them, do you feel they were trying to hurt your feelings or do you feel that they were speaking in love? Because it makes a big difference, doesn't it? But if our feelings are hurt and we just don't even have that that filter to realize that that person is loving you in what they're the messages that they're telling you. And sometimes it's hard to take regardless if it's loving or not. But if it is out of love, um, you know, we should be thankful. And be thanking that person for having the boldness or the courage to speak love over us. Because you can always find people, can't you, who will tell you what you want to hear. But it's those people that love you enough to tell you, even if it's going to hurt a little bit, um, what you need to hear. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And you can go to that website. There's been a lot of time and effort put into that website that can be very helpful to you. Uh, I just found out that the Sue Free Show, it's, it's, it's playing a lot of places. And I just found out it's on iHeart, too, uh, podcast. And you can go on to SueFreeze.com and get the podcast. Listen at your leisure, and I hope you do. Uh, maybe you could share it with your friends if you feel they're in need of what's being said. Uh, there's a lot of different subject matters, you know, 13 and then some years of radio Um, broadcast. And um, these are lessons that I'm learning right along with you. And the Lord is revealing things to me as I go along. And I think it's wonderful that we can learn, you know, I, you know, I say as long as there is breath, there is hope. And isn't that so true that as long as there's breath, there's hope. So don't give up hope on yourself. Don't give hope on those that you love. Just keep on praying, keep on enduring through it. And uh, I, I know that, um, I know for me, the Lord has me, and I know that the people that I pray for, that the Lord has them because I have lifted them up to him, and so he has them. So I can be at peace about their welfare, about their future, about the lessons that the Lord wants to teach them, and for what they were born to do. You know, what is their purpose in this life? And I'm excited to see what that's going to be for those that maybe have not found it yet. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. That's in Colossians. And that in this manner, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins. As we told you and warned you before, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Has there been anybody that has done you wrong? I know there has been many people that have done me wrong. And, you know, I uh, I realize now that I, I, I actually have feelings for them, not in anger or um, hate or any of those things. Um, I feel a little bit sorry for them, and I'm praying for them to get um, freed from what, whatever is holding them. And for whatever the reason was that they did what they did, um, I'm sure there's a story there, and I'm not going to hold that against them because really it doesn't affect them. To be honest, it doesn't affect them at all. It affects us. So we need to let those things go when it's called forgiveness. So some of the quotes that go along with this of failure 
and quitting is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You're only defeated when you quit. A man is not finished when he is defeated. He is finished when he quits. Richard M. Nixon. Opportunity often comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. Napoleon Hill. Being defeated is often a temporary condition. Giving up is what makes it permanent. That is so true. So if you hear nothing else, listen to this. If you feel like you failed, if you feel like you're defeated, if you feel like giving up, don't. Don't give up. Learn the lesson, do your pros and cons, understand what's happening here, and then get yourself back up again and learn the lesson and move forward. Don't give up. Don't forget you're human. It's okay to have a meltdown. Just don't unpack and live there. Cry it out and then refocus on where you are headed. Good advice. Good advice. Are you feeling afflicted? Affliction, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Psalm thirty four nineteen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. There are people listening right now that maybe don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And what I'm going to tell you right now is it is a personal decision. The Lord did not make us robots. He gave us the option to choose him or not. And people say, well, where, where, you know, why? Why, Sue, have you chosen this path? And I have to tell you from an early age that I, I went through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of things. And if it wasn't for my relationship with the Lord, I don't know where I would be right now. Does that make me weak? No, it makes me strong. And it makes me understand that victory is mine. No matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, I can get through it because I have the Lord. It's not in my own strength. It's in his. Does that make me weak? No, it doesn't. It makes me strong. It makes me bold, makes me courageous, and it makes me a warrior. And he can do the same thing for you. But I had to go through a lot of healing, a lot of a retrospection, a lot of understanding. And the Lord saw me through all of that pain to where I could get to where I am right here talking to you about this right here on the radio. I'm syndicated. I go from San Diego to San Luis Obispo on podcast. Uh, I'm available anytime, anywhere. And uh, I just have to say that if I had not gone through all of the things that I've been through, I would not be able to sit here with such confidence to tell you that the Lord is real today, tomorrow, and forever, and he's here for you. And uh, we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Thank you so much. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. 
Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. coli now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. coli, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. coli, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion. Learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's Sue, F-R-I-E-S dot com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. cola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. Uh, you know, E. cola is hiring, and I just want to let you know that because it's really important that we have the right people, the right fit. We have six offices covering from San Diego to San Luis Obispo. If you're listening right now on any of the many stations that are syndicated with this show, uh, you know, just know that if you know somebody that's looking for a career change or a career, not a job, I'm looking for long-term employment. I'm looking for people that are looking for something where they feel good about what they're doing. Here we are protecting people's most expensive investment, their home. We're protecting their families, their children, their pets, the environment, and their neighbors. And so we are like a status symbol because when you choose Ecola. The people around you know that you care about them, you care about yourself, you care about your family, you care about our environment, because E. coli does care. We use alternative treatments, non-chemical methods, along with traditional methods, and we come, we do inspection, we tell you what you have. If we don't have, then we say thank you, have a nice day, but um, we will let you know what you have, and then we will tell you what your options are. We have all the options in our toolbox, so it's not just one one tool fits all. It's it's depending on what your concerns, your needs are, what we find, what we can do, and together we come up with the right plan. We educate you to the measure in which you want to be educated, and uh, we want the experience to be as non-hassle as it can be, and... Uh, Hopefully, you're going to give us great reviews and hopefully referrals because that's what it's about is uh, getting that word out. Um, I've been asked, why E. cola? Why the name E. cola? And I bought the company in 2000 with that name. And so we came up with ECO-LA, Ecological Solutions, or E. cola as an acronym for Effective Combinations of Lasting Alternatives. So whatever works for you, you can use any or all of those if you like. Just remember ECO-LA, E. cola, and we are here to serve you. If you can't remember that, just remember the termite lady. Um, because that'll get you there to termitelady.com. It's really easy to remember. So in part one of this show, I was talking about failure and talking about that um, when you have a failure in your life, which we all have, uh, and you don't quit, 
it gives you another opportunity to succeed with the added benefit of the experience that hopefully you learned from the lesson that was taught. And so we were talking about all of that and what uh, came up was sin comes up in the Bible uh, 1364, 1,364 times because that is um, a, a level of defeat, uh, not measuring up because we will always fall short of the glory of God because he tells us that in the Bible. We all fall short of the glory of God. And that's okay that we do because he gives us that grace. Grace is sufficient for you and for me. So here's what it says, though, as far as standing firm in Hebrews 10, 35, 36. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. First Corinthians 16, 13, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. So when you're going through trials and tribulations This is what the Lord is saying is to stand firm in the faith, be courageous and be strong. It's really good that we do that. But how can we do that? Where do we find our faith and where do we find our strength? And it's it's in his word. And if you don't know what his word is, then that's a good place to start. Uh, I was I was saying that um, some of the listeners on this show right now um, talking to you. That you have a choice because God gave us a choice. He doesn't make us robots. He doesn't tell because he could. He could make us robots saying you're going to love me no matter what. But he doesn't do that because he wants you to choose him. He doesn't want it to be his 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 desire is to have you with him. But he wants you to choose him. And so it's a real simple thing to choose him. You know, you you just pray and just ask him in your heart and accept that uh, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He died in your place for your sins so that you could you you could be washed clean of wherever you are, whatever you've done in your past is your past. He will he will make you brand new. It's like the caterpillar that goes into a cocoon and then days later, weeks later, he comes out of that cocoon, a completely different comes into a butterfly and he he just flutters his and he flies you know, caterpillar crawls and can only go so far and eats and does what he does to get that cocoon. And he's hiding in that cocoon and he's all dark until he metamorphoses into this beautiful butterfly. And that's what we do. You know, we start out as creatures and, and then, you know, we, we say, Lord, I, I want to be one of your children. And then and then we metamorphosis into a Christ-like human being, and we can be more like him, and we strive to be more like him. And accepting him is only the step, the first step. It's the step of just saying, I've chosen to go this path. And people that I talk to that are heavy drinkers that have an addiction, um, that feel like they just don't measure up, they're unworthy to receive what God has for them. I was there. I know exactly what this feels like. And I have to tell you that uh, when I realize that he's going to accept me right where I am. I don't have to change. You do not have to change before asking him into your life and into your heart. He will change you and it won't be difficult when he does it. You make a decision and then he helps you along the way. He will give you the strength. He will give you the empowerment to stop, to to say no instead of yes. He will do that for you. God saves Psalm 145, 19. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves 
the crushed spirit? Do you have a defeated? Do you have a failure? Do you have a crushed spirit? He will be near the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. Did you know that no one can stop God's plan for you? Isaiah 55, 8, 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Psalm 45. O Lord my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. His plans for you. They're too numerous to list. Does that make any sense? Does that hit home at all to you? Does it make you want to know more? Does it make you feel like you want to just understand more about what he's all about? You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Nine, Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Listen, can I just tell you that no matter where you are, that he created you and he created you. Yes, you for a specific purpose on this earth. And you might not know what that purpose is. And there's a lot of people that are just like you. And he can help you find the purpose. He can help you figure out why you're here. There was a day in my two-story house, middle bedroom, I can remember like it was yesterday, and I cried out to God, God, why am I here? And I was crying. I was crying because I was hurting really bad. Nothing was going right for me. School wasn't going right. Friends weren't going right. The love of my life wasn't going right at the time. Uh, just everything, my, my, my family was, was fighting and it was just, it was not a good time. And I just said, God, why am I here? It's gotta be more than this. It's gotta be more. And I had my hands raised and tears flowing. And I just remember like it was yesterday. And I, I cried out to God and maybe that's something that you might need to do. Get on your knees if you want to. Don't get on your knees if you don't want to. Don't close your eyes. You know, just lift up your arms maybe and just say, Lord, I need to know what you want from me. I want to know you created me for something. What is that? Please reveal to me what it is you want from me, what you created me for. It might not come right away. It might not, you know, be like right then this, oh, this is what I have for you, child. It might not be that and probably not be that. But it doesn't mean that in the next day, two days, next week, if you're listening for it, it could be a person that comes with an idea. It could be um, a new position open up where you're working. It could be, it could be so simple, but it could be your future. And it's no coincidence. It's God. And just be open, be focused, be laser focused, and be open to receive what he has for you once you ask him. Because he say, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. And then the next thing I have here is do not fear. Fear is in the Bible 365 times a year a, 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 in the Bible. And it's one for every day. Why? Because we need to be reminded to not fear every day. Uh, that was a real eye-opener to me when I saw how many times it was listed in the Bible. You can look it up, Bible Gateway. Fear. Just put fear in there, and fear not is in there 
365 times. Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Remember that scripture because maybe you're going to have to lean on that one. Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That means, you know, things might not happen right away. It might not look like you think it's going to look. But just hang in there because uh, things are coming. And, uh, you know, if you ask, he's going to be there. So here's some scriptures for you also. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Remember that. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? That's for all the parents out there with kids. You know, we worry and worry and worry and it doesn't help at all. So just know that, that you're not going to change a thing by worrying. It doesn't help at all. It says be anxious for nothing for a reason. Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? That's interesting. There's a story with that Matthew 9, 5. What is easier? That's an interesting one. I'd have to stay there all day to to come up with that one. But um, that's big. Both of those are big, especially if you've got somebody that's never walked, which I wasn't walking for six months. So if somebody was said, get up and walk at that moment, I, I would have a hard time having faith enough to get out of that wheelchair. And I'd be fearful that I would hurt myself more by getting out of that wheelchair. Your sins are forgiven. Boy, that sounds easy, doesn't it? But man, you don't know what sins I've committed. Are you thinking that? Uh, You know, how could they be forgiven? Because God says it. He says he forgives you. And in the measure you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. Are those people that trespassed against you? You are called to forgive them. Not easy sometimes, but you know what? Once you do it, it is easy. And it's it's so much, it's a relief. It, it, It like pulls something away from you that gives you freedom to move forward. Good stuff. So I'm going to read this. It's disappointment. Would you say disappointment falls in the realm of failure, of not measuring up? Yes. So this is from a book I was given by a girlfriend. Prayers for difficult times when you don't know what to pray. Are you ready? This is really good. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So this is a time when everything seemed to be falling apart for this person that was saying this. It's like nothing was working out and no food, no cattle, nothing, nothing to where he could survive or live. I will be joyful in God, my savior. So even in a time as this, he was saying that. So here's what this says. Disappointment comes in all shapes and sizes. Maybe life itself has disappointed us. We had hoped to reach a particular milestone by this point in our life, and it hasn't materialized as we'd imagined. In fact, our goal is as far away as ever. We may have had to face, we will never attain it at all. Maybe someone we counted on has let us down, and we're disappointed that this individual is not the person we had thought. Or maybe it's our own selves that have disappointed us. Our own failures and weaknesses have forced us to realize that we're not the people we dreamed of being. But one thing is certain, no matter what else disappoints us, God never will. When everything else lets us down, when the fig tree doesn't bud, the vines have no grapes, our crops fail, and everything in our lives is empty, we can still rejoice in God, our Savior. 
And here's a prayer. You know, I, I have a, a little band around my wrist and it says pray first because some people think that, that prayer doesn't do anything. And I can tell you firsthand that prayer does a lot. Uh, it doesn't seem like it maybe at first when you first start doing it, but when you get really into it and you see the uh, fruit of the prayer and you see answered prayer, you're going, wow, that feels so good. And here's what this says, and this is one for you. If you are going through a trying time, if you feel like you're failing or you failed, you're disappointed, you, you're you just uh, feeling depleted, Lord, you know how disappointed I feel right now. Remind me, Lord, that I am your child and you have a lesson you want me to learn from all this. Help me not to lose heart. I know that even this disappointment comes to me through your loving hand because I am your child, just as my human parents had to say no to me sometimes so that I could learn. You, too, are doing what is best for me. You are doing this so that I can grow more like you, so that I can share in your wholeness. This isn't fun, Lord. In fact, it hurts. It hurts terribly. But I believe that down the road a ways, I will reap a harvest of peace and righteousness from this disappointment I'm experiencing now. This is Hebrews. You can look it up if you want in your Bible. It's in the Old Testament. Hebrews twelve five through 11. And that's on disappointment. You know, disappointment is a part of life, isn't it? And our life is a journey. I had to learn that. I didn't learn that until later in life. And I have to tell you, it is a journey and we can't fix it like overnight. And sometimes things just take time. They take time. Last week I was talking about patience takes time. And and patience is time because you can't know that you have patience unless you go through time. And it's interesting, uh, that whole concept. But our life, um, you know, we don't have a promise of tomorrow. That is true. So uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have this conflict. People say, well, you're saying to, you know, have patience and wait. And then you're saying, well, don't wait if you're going to tell someone you love them. And don't wait if you have something that hasn't been fixed yet. Like you haven't uh, had forgiveness or you haven't said I'm sorry to somebody or something. You don't want to wait on those. Those things don't take time. That's not a time, you know, issue. Uh, but but there's other things where we're learning lessons and the Lord needs to reveal things to us and we need to come to a new understanding. Sometimes those take a little, I say digestion time. We have to digest. It's When someone writes me a letter, I'll tell people, like people will come to me and they'll say, well, I believe I need a raise, okay? And I'll say, well, how long have you been thinking about this? Well, I've been thinking about a week. And I said, so do I get a week? Since you had a week to think about it, can I have a week to think about it? Uh, because I want to get information. I want to find out more about. And if there's something that we can do with the performance to move forward, I want to I want to be able to present that. But because um, they just walk in and they're talking to me about this, I'm like, okay, you've had this much time to think about that. So how about you give me the same amount of time? I think that's fair, don't you? So, so how about that? Uh, in relationships and whatnot, sometimes when you have somebody else involved in something that you're trying to accomplish... Um, and you, for instance, there's a conflict, let's just conflict, a conflict in your belief system versus my belief system, or what we think is right versus wrong. Uh, and we have to come to some type of agreement. Um, I was just told that recently that um, the vaccine in California, that they're saying that children before they go to kindergarten at six years old, that there was you know, a bill passed saying that they have to be vaccinated. Well, not everybody believes that the vaccine is a vaccine and not everybody believes that it's right for their children. 
And, you know, just like the flu shot, should pers- every person have a flu shot or not? I will tell you that early on, my son Tyson, he would never eat eggs. And I didn't understand it because it's a full meal. It's protein. It's, it's really a good food, you know, a whole good food, right? My son would never eat eggs and I couldn't figure it out. So then he started having these asthma attacks and I went and had him tested, you know, uh, allergy tested where they prick your arm with all kinds of different things, poor kid. Uh, and, he, and he had all these little things and little bumps would come up on the ones that were uh, a negative factor for, for him and his body. And so when I got this reading back, uh, he was allergic to dust and we live in a horse community. So that was interesting. And I found out that he was allergic to eggs. Can you believe that? He was allergic to eggs and he knew that without knowing it, that that didn't taste good to him and it didn't feel good. He just didn't like eggs and he was allergic to them. Well, guess what? The flu vaccine has an egg derivative. So by giving my son a flu shot, I'm actually giving him eggs. And that's not a good thing for him. So when I learned that as a mother, I'm there to protect my children. I want to protect them as much as I can because God place them under my care. They're under my wing. So it's up to me to, to educate myself on what's right and what's wrong. So, you know, I know a family right now that's struggling because uh, one of them is saying, yes, we, we need to do this thing. And the other one's saying, no, I don't want to, because I don't know enough about it to say it's good or not good. And so let's just hold off a little bit. Well, the child is too. So they have a little time to think about this and to, you know, there's going to be more information that comes out. I'm sure between now and when that child is of the age that um, this bill and this law would, would go into effect for them. So they have a little time, which is good. But how about the kids that are five right now and their parents have to decide whether, what they're going to do here about the vaccine uh, before they enter public school? Now there is private school. That's you know Christian schools or whatever schools. Or, or there is um, homeschooling. That's available, too. I, I homeschooled my son one year, and it was a really good year. Um, it helped him a lot uh, learn how to, how to uh, study for tests a different way than what they were teaching in school. Anyway, so side note, and just any conflict we have, anything that we're going through, there's more than one person involved, then you can, you can work on you and make you a better person, and you can... I, th- I think we need to seek to understand more than being understood. And I think that's a huge one in relationship is seek to understand more than be understood. How many of you in a conversation where you have something that is not agreed upon and the one person's talking and the other person is listening, at least you think they're listening, but then they have a comeback right away. And instead of accepting or receiving what's being said, they're immediately coming back with a, yeah, but I was guilty of this for a long time. Yeah, but da 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 da. So I was defending my 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 case. I was defending my side. Can anybody relate with this? <laughs> and and real listening is to really stop and not think about your rebuttal, not to not to go there, but to actually receive what the other party is saying and ask questions about their feelings and about what's going on with them, so that you can understand better why they've come up with what they've come up with, and hopefully the goal, which we always have to be thinking about, what's the end game? What's the goal? The goal is to come to to seek to understand, and the goal is is to build that relationship and get closer, not not to rip apart, not to to go further apart, but to understand how to get uh, closer together, to to be more intimate, to understand how to move forward. 
Now, I'm not the best at this. I'm no expert. Believe me, I'm still learning. Um, but I can tell you that it's, it's a good thing to just understand the dynamic. And the Lord wants us to grow together. He wants us to understand. But he wants to be in the center of everything. Do you understand that? It's like when you put him in the middle and you want to be more like him, it takes some of the, um, the power out of the words. It takes some of the power out of uh, the, the fight, the conflict, because we're going to do what God says. Okay. And in the Bible, it talks about how to deal with these things, you know, just the power of our tongue. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. That's so perfect. I was at church the other day and I wrote this down. It says believing and declaring what can be because faith believes and trusts in what will be. What can be because we believe and trust in what will be. So changing our thinking sometimes can help the outcome to be a better outcome for everybody involved. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. And we will be back next week. Bye for now. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.